episode 35 in 5, 4, 3. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Foggy. In 5, 4, 3. <laughs> Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 35. It's hard to believe that we've recorded 34 episodes already. We've put a lot of time in. We've looked introspectively at our individual parts in the show. We're improving constantly and never settling for mediocrity. In our efforts to grow, we've also had some high points, like hosting some amazingly creative folks on the show. Our hope is that you will continue riding shotgun on our journey as we cross the river from passion to fruition. As we grow, we will keep in mind this advice. It'll take a lot more than words and guns, a whole lot more than riches and muscle. The hands of the many must join as one, and together we'll cross the river. Helping me cross that river tonight are JPP. Howdy, howdy. How's everyone doing? Good, good. Tea bags. Tea bags. Too hot for TV. Hey, hey. Love the intro. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind. It's point in time. It's Metalhead Monday. I'm okay with being the least. It's cool. <laughs> Let's start this over then. And finally, and least, Metalhead Monday. Yeah. Step into his mind. It's time. It's... Metalhead Monday. I would <laughs> do that in... cricket sound here. <laughs> I would do that in slow motion, but I don't want to drag the show on much longer. <laughs> Paul, you need your own intro music. Yeah, I do. <laughs> there we go. I'll work on okay. that while okay. we're talking. Go ahead, get busy. I think we need to create one for you. Yeah, oh. that the challenge accepted. You guys go for that. Thanks a lot, Steve. <laughs> I'm pulling together the jug band. We're all over this thing. That's right. Okay. <laughs> we got it. Monday can play rubber band. <laughs> no, I'm going full wash tub, man. There you go. There you go. Ooh, we're going Emmett Otter now. Watch out, yep. everybody. We don't even bite. <laughs> there ain't no hole in the wash tub. <laughs> <laughs> classic uh, how was everybody's weekend well good but i think you guys had a great weekend you want to kick it off well we're not going to say very much because uh metalhead and i went to uh, slipknot on friday evening mm-hmm. and uh, this week we'll be recording a review of the concert so i don't want to give anything away right now okay yep. cool and then uh yesterday i had a pretty busy day i had my grandfather's uh viewing and funeral and all that dinner afterwards it was a long day but uh you know everybody paid some well-deserved respects to a great man and it's finally done it's we had to wait longer than we should have to get it over with but mm-hmm. it was a good day and it's uh you know it's already missed absolutely oh yeah yeah that uh the military ceremony um, at the funeral was powerful. Uh, it gets so, me every time. 
every time we've been to one with that like that that got me when they hit uh taps yeah uh, i'm done yeah when they you know when they take their time and deliberately fold the flag perfectly and then hand it to the Mm -hmm. remaining spell oh wow yeah that got me that was cool yeah absolutely and not to mention the deliberation with the salutes and just you know everything is done with kind intent as well so um Mm -hmm. you know it's there's something to be said about you know giving your time and and possibly your life in the armed forces and you know that's not lost on me for sure so um you know and i can speak from being at your grandfather's house on sundays for lunch several times in high school and what a great guy he was and your your whole family you know it was like I caught up with your cousins. It's like, we never missed a beat. It was awesome to catch up with them despite the circumstances, you know? So, um, you know, you Mondays and, and others in, in the cousins and derivatives are all great people is what I'm trying to get at. Thank you. So uh, he left a, uh, you know, big legacy to live up to. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, for me, we'll, we'll change course a little bit this weekend. Um, I went of course and uh, supported our friend Metalhead Monday, and then uh, visited some family, went to um, uh, my in-laws today to rehearse with Octopotamus, uh, a <laughs> colleague named Douglas Showalter. Uh, he and I are going to be joining forces and playing a show in December. So we had some time to get together and hash out some of the tunes and it was great. It's very busy, complex stuff. Uh, let's just say King Crimson meets Weezer in a way, um, but lots of fun to say the least and i think four hours flew by so fast and you know by the time it was all done i'm like oh man i gotta start getting ready for the podcast so here i am kind of sore and tired and ready to do this cool we well ready to do it we are teabags do you have anything before we get rolling uh my weekend was a lot of work we have a shutdown at work so boring stuff but i had to work through the weekend but i did celebrate uh my 16 year anniversary on friday with my wife so that was the highlight of my weekend. Thank you. Awesome. I celebrated my anniversary on Saturday with a room full of people watching fights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Friday, right. I spent it with Monday. So uh, we had quite the anniversary weekend. Well, congratulations to everybody then. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get started. Sure. We're going to begin with our Lester Bangs inspired challenge. Are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I really think you're going to get this one. <clears throat> I almost went with Rush, but it was so painfully obvious that well, I would have been like two sentences in and you'd have been like, oh, Rush. <laughs> For the rest of the night. So here we go. And I really, as, as I read this, whole, uh, these are bits and pieces from the whole thing. The person who wrote this is not a wordsmithy. Um, <laughs> it is not very well written. So, okay, here we go. This Can't album. Words good. He needs to get gooder, for sure. (laughs) This album is easily one of the most influential metal albums of the decade. This group created their own sound with this album. Their later releases never really matched this album. The trademark sound is all here. The lead singer rejects singing on this album and takes up a sort of roar or bark. By doing this, however, he sounds frighteningly like James Hetfield. Musically, this album is genius and does everything Metallica could do better. This guitarist, speed riffing, is all the way through the album, along with brutal and extremely tight heavy drumming. Heavy spelled H-E-A-V-U. The bass thuds its way along with the guitar all the way through. The lead singer's vocals fit in well with all of the music. 
The album has some excellent rhythm. And while this record is pretty heavy metal, the listener may find themselves bopping along to a lot of the music. <laughs> and this is where it switches quickly. Although the album was, uh, has excellent groove, the lyrics are rather dodgy. While this group is more based around rhythm than lyrical content, the lyrics are still substandard and boring. Many songs just throw big and stupid F-words all over the place. Bottom line, if all you want is good lyrics, stay as far away from this album as humanly possible. Pros, great grooves, excellent rhythm, awesome solos, fitting vocals, cons, no diversity whatsoever, bad lyrics, slightly irritating track order. That's it. <laughs> wow. Gosh, yeah. I don't think that's as I don't think that's as easy as you think it is. I will tell you the decade is okay. the nineties. Okay. They, got, they got a hold of my demo tapes, is what you're saying. Ding ding ding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you rely heavily on the F word, Paul. Um Fargan A. <laughs> yeah, nineties. Okay. Yeah. I know you all are very familiar with the album. Okay. Okay. Hmm. And the and the genre is metal. Yep. Well, when you started talking about it, my first thought kind of was corn, but then, mm-hmm. like you say, sound like Hetfield, and I'm like, I don't think Jonathan yeah. Davis sounds like Hetfield. Nope. <laughs> then I went Nickelback because he tries to sound like Hetfield sometimes. <laughs> I don't think it's very apt uh, comparison, really. Okay. Okay. Like I said, this thing was so poorly written. Yeah. What would you say was the most accurate statement made in that review? Um, I think that the, they definitely have a great groove. Um, and I think I've even mentioned on here that one of my favorite grooves comes from them. You said this was the first album, right? No, it says this album. Okay. I thought yeah. something you said was their first um, no, it was said afterwards. I think in here he says after nothing after could touch this one. Oh, that's right. Okay. And he said great solos, so it's a recognizable guitarist in there. Yeah, you, yeah, this it's good. Hmm. Okay, he's no longer living. Man. I wish I could see the reflection in your glasses better. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, I got it. Hold on. Well, you got to talk, so you're on the screen. Wait, you said the guitar. Oh yeah, player, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> the guitar player is no longer living. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Huh. I'm feeling fairly stumped. Yeah, me too. I am too because you've got. You said no longer living, and I was like, "Oh, Allison Chains," but no. <laughs> that's yeah. a singer. That's a singer. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Okay, so. So we've got no, or the guitarist is no longer living. Good grooves is an accurate statement. Metal is the category. Oh, Pantera. Pantera. The, ding, ding, ding. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Good job. No diversity, feel... bad lyrics, irritating track order. This is the best album <laughs> they've ever had. <laughs> That's a vulgar display of power, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like Monday just got us out of an escape room. Money's <laughs> good at this. He's like that's two or three weeks in a row for him. Yep, takes a minute. Nice. Yeah, gonna be the champion this year, I think. <laughs> so well, all right, well done. So uh, next week, the uh, the Lester Banks challenge goes to Jeremy. 
Yay. So, Monday, you got yeah. it next week. All right. Man, he sounds so thrilled. <laughs> He's it's hard. hard. It's hard to find something you really want to use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, it exercises uh, our brain and sometimes teaches us a little piece of history, something that we've seen as iconic. It was not as revered in the moment, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. look at Ace oh, yeah. for crying out loud, Black Sabbath. And, you know, I never would have compared in a million years Black Sabbath to like a cream ripoff band and, you know, like stealing the riffs mm-hmm. of Clapton. But, you know, I guess in the heyday, there was a lot of heavy comparison. So, yeah, yeah. I think any great band, though, really, like when, you know, they first come out, they're going to have their detractors. And mm-hmm. this is how it goes. Yep. 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 Yeah. For sure. All right. Good uh, Good job, Monday. Thank you. All right, Paul. No, who had it this week? Was it Paul's challenge? Yes. The uh, weekly challenge? Weekly challenge. Yep, that's me. All right, gang. So the homework for this week was uh, kind of on the, the tales of Monday's challenge with sentimentality. I wanted to see if you remembered when someone gifted you with music, be it you got a CD from somebody or uh, record or whatever the case may be, good or bad. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. if you remember the experience and and the reaction that you got out of it, and uh, maybe it made you take a different path in your musical tastes, or maybe you swore to never pursue that again. So I'm all ears. All right, um, I'll kick it off if nobody else wants to. Yeah, go ahead. Nope. Okay. Um, well, the way that our house was set up for, well, it's set up, but for Christmas was like, we would come down the stairs and there was like pretty much like a kind of a hallway of stairs. And then it kind of opened up and you could see into the living room and that's how you kind of revealed your, what presents were set out for you by Santa. Um, I remember one year coming down and turning the corner and there was, um, a stereo, like one of the ones that has like the two speakers next to the side and the flip top is vinyl, you know? Mm-hmm. And some cassette players and stuff. So I wasn't specifically gifted the gift of music in like the sense of a mixtape or something like that or a song somebody gave to me. But that for me was like, it made me be holed up into my room for so long, like playing with everything. And the, the three band equalizer, look, I can add some more bass and slide this up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, eventually that turned into like liking a rack mount type system and going into like 5.1 setups and trying to mod that to get two two base modules going at the same time and you know eventually that continued all the way through my life to the point where you know buying like nine inch nails on surround sound actually sounded good because i had a good stereo system but uh, it really created the love of music in the way of like sitting and experience it and and listening for things and um, just that pride of ownership that you like had something cool you know mm-hmm. so uh from there, that probably, you know, I now I had the equipment. Now it was just a matter of getting some old vinyls out of the basement and then eventually buying some of my own tapes or something like that. So that was mine. Very cool. That's awesome. Yep. Um, okay, I'll, ru- I'll run next here. Okay. <clears throat> um, so I had this roommate in college. Um, we lived in the dorms together, and then we ended up uh, moving with some guys into an apartment. And a few years ago, we reconnected. He's from D.C. now. Um, we go back to an IU basketball game every Thanksgiving weekend. And so last year, he surprised me, and he had made a mixed disc of 
some songs from college. And it was funny because they were not like, oh, these songs are awesome. But it was a mixture of <laughs> some great songs we loved and some songs <laughs> that were just so dumb and funny that we loved them at the time. Um, just to give you an instant, uh, like, just how complex this is, there was Adam and the Ants, Beat My yes. Guest, uh -huh. uh, Frank, the all-American Jewish lesbian folk singer, who, uh, <laughs> she's a life lover, that's me, um, Midnight Oil, remember the beds? Oh, are yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there were a couple of Stevie Ray Vaughan's, because he was uh, definitely a favorite during the time. Um, live, Simply Red, um, they were huge then. Nirvana, Concrete Blonde, doing uh, Leonard Cohen, uh, The Cult, uh, Los Lobos, doing Kiko and the Lavender Moon, mm -hmm. George Michael. <laughs> um, I think the Bee Gees were on there. Uh, I don't even remember why we were so fascinated with the Bee Gees, but... <laughs> <laughs> it was just fun. It was like a walk down memory lane with all these dorky songs. So it's in my car now. Played every once in a while. And there was a. It began with a rant by Bob Knight in the locker room, which is just classic. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know That's the cool story hits. where the team was playing like shit. So he went in the bathroom, took a dump, wiped it, and walked out with the toilet paper and told him that's what they were playing like. <laughs> yep, I remember oh, that. Yeah. That's classic stuff. So, <laughs> so that's mine. That was my favorite gifted piece of music. Excellent. Yeah, good one. Monday. So you... I guess I'm up next. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure exactly how we were doing this, so <laughs> I have three. That's I fine. Can, I can roll through them quickly. Cool. Sure. Uh, they're okay. kind of in chronological order. So I distinctly remember for my 11th birthday, uh, my mother got me, uh, you know, a tape that I had asked for was uh, LL Cool J's Bigger and Deffer. Yes. <laughs> and uh it was a cassette tape and I bought my copy at hills for the record nice <laughs> so uh and on the, on my birthday she was taking me and a friend of mine to uh the comic shop and so we popped that tape in and the first song is uh i'm bad <laughs> and like this i don't i mean it's like one of the early lines in the song is he says i ain't met a motherfucker that could do that yet drops a huge uh -huh. effort and my mom's her eyes got real big and she whips around looks at me in the back seat and said jeremy like i said it <laughs> I, was like, I didn't know i didn't know and, uh, but you liked it but i did and she, did not, <laughs> she yeah. did not take it away from me so yeah nice awesome. yeah uh the second one was uh christmas of 1988 I would have been 12 and I got the and justice for all cassette in my stocking. Yeah. Cause I, you know, they had put out the one video and I love that. And I asked for this tape and I got it. I listened to it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like the album. I ended up trading it to my brother, my uh, brother, Darren for something else. Wow. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I obviously came back to it later, but. I ended up getting the CD, I think probably the next year or something. So <laughs> that's shocking. That yeah. something else was NKOTB, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I do remember trading. I think I traded him some stuff to get some. Uh, he had a couple of albums by Striper. 
Yes. Yeah. So you I got, strike I me as a big Christian rock guy. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. the yellow and black attack. <laughs> like bees. Yeah. I listen so, to Striper actually, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. The okay. So the third one was uh, Christmas again. This time in 1997. Uh, <clears throat> my mother-in-law at the time, my ex-mother-in-law now, but. She actually went to Sam Goody to see Paul, see JPP, mm-hmm. and asked him for suggestions on what she should get for me. So he sold her a copy of KMFDM's album. The the it doesn't really have a title. The title is a bunch of like weird symbols, and that's I remember actually, that. Yep. Yeah, that's actually what they call it is symbols. But so she bought that from him and gave it to me for Christmas, but. Uh, there is a song on that album called Spit Sperm. And <laughs> she did not appreciate that title. And she uh, let my ex-wife know that. And so, yeah, I heard about that one. So then Paul <laughs> sold it to her. So thanks, buddy. Hey, you know what? That's funny. I didn't even pay attention yeah. to what was on the album. I just said, hey, I know he likes these guys. So, uh, you know, well, <laughs> you all work I, it out. <laughs> I think that proves the theory that L O Cool J is a gateway to KMFDM. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I want money to keep going. His his musical <laughs> gifts are way more entertaining than ours. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I thought of the first one. That L O Cool J one has always stuck with me because it was just her reaction was so funny. <laughs> yeah, and but you know my mom was always so cool. Like she, you know, she heard my music coming from my room, and she never. You know, she let me listen to whatever I wanted to and was always really cool about it. Yeah. And let's be honest, you probably skipped ahead to I Need Love and just put that on repeat. I locked the door when that came on. <laughs> yeah. <of course. laughs> between that time. Between that and the Bristol Hotel, you were all set. <laughs> oh, those are awesome. Room five fifteen. And and before I go into mine, I want to tell you a little story. And you two don't know this. Monday probably doesn't remember this again. But I've known him since kindergarten. We oh, had yeah. the same kindergarten teacher. And he swears he didn't remember this happening, but he sat. I don't even remember you being in my class. Oh, I was there. I had a bowl cut and everything. So that's why. I'm hearing clear of you. Yeah, I have a bowl beard instead. <laughs> but anyway, so he sat diagonally and across from me. And I'm, you know, just sitting there and uh, um, Bunch around people, bunch of people I don't know, whatever. He kind of was talking to somebody, and he turns to look at me. He goes, "Hey, you!" And I look at him. I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Say fa, fa. Say uck." No, uck. No. Raises his hand. He's cussing over here. So it didn't start with L O Cool J. That's part of him. Okay. I do not remember that at all. I still don't remember it. He tells that story all the time. I don't even remember him being in my class because it was like at the time we had the Indian Heights Elementary and Taylor Elementary and then everybody came together in middle school. Mm -hmm. So, but Taylor Elementary did not have kindergarten. So he, everybody went to kindergarten together and then I didn't see him again until seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. So he saw me as an outsider from the beginning and then repressed it. Thanks. <laughs> I feel like Monday is your Tyler Durden. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, Quite fair. Yeah. All right. Now that, that I got the, 
Yeah, I, I would be the bad influence there. <laughs> that's right. Now that I got that off my chest, I'll let somebody else take the, the doctor's chair here. So uh -huh. my gifts of music were, um, there's a couple of different ones here. The, the main one, when I was a kid, it wasn't really a gift directly to me, but my mom bought a Commodore 64 for her utilities. And there was games and opportunities for me to play with it too. And uh, the cool thing about it is it had a sound chip in it at the time. I didn't know that, but I always thought the music was really cool on that thing. There was tons of cool little tunes with drum parts and bass lines and melodies and stuff, and a lot more advanced than Atari. And so with that came a program where you could write notation and, and actually compose music. Had no idea what I was doing, but I was writing little bass lines and little riffs and stuff and uh, really just didn't understand what was happening. But I guess at the time that was turning me on to music and got me involved with keyboards, got me involved with guitar and kind of began my journey. Mm -hmm. But before that, um, I remember I had a little record player uh, upstairs and I wanted, as a real young kid, I wanted the Michael Jackson's Thriller viewfinder with the music that played when you watched the music video through your little viewmaster, right? right. Um, my mom didn't want to pay the money for that, so she got me the 45 and she got me the slide to go in my existing viewmaster. I'm like, that's not, she's like, you can just play the record and do the viewmaster thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> so, and that was my lesson in frugality with music. So, you know, that has continued. But um, in second grade, I remember, you know, at Christmas time, there was a bunch of gifts and stuff and my sister had one with my name on it, but it was flat. And I thought, Oh great. That's a calendar. You know, it's like, oh, what am I going to do with a calendar? I hang it on my wall. I won't get to play it. All that stuff opened it up. It was a weird Al Yankovic's in 3d. So it had, yeah. I lost on jeopardy, eat it, <laughs> um, all yeah. sorts of hits on there. So that turned me on to weird Al Yankovic and I've been a fan ever since. And I always enjoy the humor that he brings to the, the music, if you will. So that's my, that's my story. That's cool. Well, and Weird Al, I mean, <clears throat> he is a good musician. It's not like a, oh yeah, the comedy floats to the top, but he is excellent. Oh, man, no kidding. He surrounds himself with excellent musicians as well. He always has. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. Uh, a colleague of mine had to drop some stuff off to a Weird Al set. Uh, they were playing at the, at the time, the Murat, and he said the sound crew, he was talking with them, they've been with him for the longest time. Like, these guys know how he operates because he has quick set changes and stuff and outfit changes mm -hmm. and so he's kept people on for the consistency and, and they're just a, a diehard team and you know not to mention you're saying he's a great musician but his original polkas that he does and even his med medleys and stuff that he does on the oh, albums yeah. is just a true testament of his musicianship and just how clever he really is so um you know shout out to weird al he's he's pretty damn awesome if i can say so myself agreed yep, i'd love to see cool. yeah me too well, all right, fellers, that was fun, and that brings us to album next review. <laughs> no, you're skipping ahead, buddy. You haven't accepted my challenge yet. Oh, challenge accepted. I'm sure you I'll have to know accept what it. it. Is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good luck. I can't wait to see what you guys come back with. <laughs> yes, uh. I meant to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you Kermit the Frog now? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that was Peewee. That was Peewee. I, to do that. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little bit like Kermit. <laughs> well, yeah, but quiet. it should have been Peewee. <laughs> All right. Here's next week's challenge. Mm -hmm. I would like you guys to take your favorite piece of literature, or if it, it doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite, but it has to be a piece of literature. 
can be any kind. I would like okay. you to choose three songs to make up the soundtrack for the mm. either TV or movie version of that book. Mm. Love it. Okay, so okay. 1040 easy is out of the equation then. <laughs> yeah. You can do whatever you want. Favorite. <laughs> There's no rules on this show. That's right. Money, do you have one off the top of your head? You don't have to say it, but you already know. I don't, actually. I have a okay. song that I've always wanted to put on a soundtrack, but it would be the soundtrack to a horror movie, not a literature thing. Stephen okay. King, there you go. That's going to say, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. That is a great right. one. Now you can do it, Paul. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, Paul, you know what time it is now? It's time for... Oh, wait, no. Yes. <laughs> it's always, it's always time. time for that. Yeah, Damn, Monday and I were on it. <laughs> Album review. <laughs> All right. So we're ready to dig in to Kill Switch Engage Atonement. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got some mm-hmm. stuff to say, that's for sure. Yeah, I got a few things to say for sure as well. Um, Monday, do you want to kick it off? You seem like you're ready to roll. Uh, I can, sure. Um, uh, you guys probably all know I'm a huge fan of Kill Switch, um, and uh, even more so than that, I love the singer Jesse Leach. is awesome. He's crazy talented vocalist. Um, one of the things I love about him is he always comes with the positive lyrics. He's always got a great message, and um, his vocals are, you know, he's got a great singing range. He can do the screamy, growly stuff, but with Kill Switch, you also have this undertow of the guitar player, Adam Dukowitz. Um, he comes in like he has this really crazy, like death metal growly stuff that he puts underneath everything. And it's, they, it really works together. Well, sounds real robust. And, um, you know, we saw them, uh, live, uh, what was it like in 17, 2017? Yeah. With, uh, anthrax. anthrax. Yeah. And, uh, they were killer live. Uh, their lights were a little much. They had like real bright LEDs that were flashing everywhere. It was like, can hardly look at the stage, mm-hmm. but they sounded awesome. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, but yeah. And uh, but I'm a big fan of their big fan of this band, and I, I really enjoyed this record. And I got some definitely got some standout tracks. Uh, you guys, anybody's got anything to say before I get into that? We're gonna let you uh, get into it. Yeah, well, let you get into it. Okay. I don't have um, as tight a history with them as you do. Um, I have listened to all their older records, um, I do like them, so I came into this knowing some. Um, but what I did when I went through and listened a few times, I went in and picked out what really stood out to me. So I'm kind of at that point with you where I'm going to talk about some standout tracks. Yep. Um, right off the top, they have two two songs where they had a guest vocalist on. Uh-huh. And those were two of my favorites because the guest... No Fire with Howard Jones, which... The Signal Fire mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, with Howard Jones. And Howard Jones actually used to be the singer for Kill Switch Engage. Um, 
he uh he kind of he was with them when they really kind of got big he did like uh two or three albums with them that that when they got really successful and then he kind of had like a some mental problems kind of had a little uh breakdown type thing happen and he left the band to you know kind of get help and get his head together and stuff and they brought jesse jesse was actually their original singer he left howard jones came in they blew up howard left and jesse came back so but this song with howard is killer they've been friends all along and he's howard has gone on and had he's got another band now um called light the torch good stuff check Mm -hmm. it out yep and um but it's cool to see him hanging like if anytime he comes around with the band, the fans freak out and they're like, Oh my God, are they getting Howard back? And then, you know, that's not what it is. They're friends. They hang out. They finally did a song together. It's awesome. Um, the other song with the guest is the crownless King with Chuck mm-hmm. Billy from Testament and mm-hmm. Testament is one of my favorite bands and Chuck Billy is a kick-ass vocalist and this song was kind of cool when it started out. Uh, it actually kind of sounds like a Testament song with a little bit of a kill switch flavor to it. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, uh, moving on from there, um, Us Against the World, I really liked. Um, that one kind of, uh, you know, the message with that one is uh, – talks about basically about people sticking together through thick and thin, whether that be a friendship or a, you know, a romantic relationship or whatever. Um, I actually wrote down the chorus of that one. Cause I liked it a lot. It says our spirit is never ending. I'll be the protection. When you fall, our spirit is never ending. Tell them it's us against the world. And I just, I really like that song. I really like the message in that one. Uh, I'm big on loyalty, so that that one meant a lot to me. And the last one I'll talk about is the song "I Am Broken Too." Mm-hmm. Uh, did anybody watch the video for that? Didn't get a chance. No. I haven't seen the the video, but that was one okay. of my standouts. I would so. recommend watching the video. It, uh, with with the song, it's perfect. It, um, the video kind of follows uh, this guy like through the video you figure out he's kind of lost everything like it shows you know flashbacks of him with his woman who's pregnant and you see in his house like there's an empty crib so and he's like basically kind of ruining his life through like drinking and stuff and um, he's kind of lost everything and he's uh, a little hopeless and like he, he's kind of he's at that point where he's he kind of wants to die he's trying to kill himself but then kind of chickens out and stuff like like it's a dark video but at the end there's you know there's a little bit of a little bit of redemption and and at the after the video's over it throws up the phone number for the um the suicide prevention hotline that's cool so yeah Yeah. it's great it's really like it's it's a pretty desperate video and kind of hopeless until right at the end and then they throw that up and it's it's a great message and you know and jesse leach has he's been very public with his uh mental struggles and he's had you know suicidal ideation and stuff like that so he's real big you know that's a big cause for him 
So it was cool to see that. I don't know. Um, I'm going to, I want to go watch that video. Now, when I listened to it and, and read the lyrics, what I wrote down, um, and you can tell me if this comes through in that video, but <clears throat> I thought I kind of felt like it was, um, it's showing how like people who've gone through something can see that in others well, and they okay. can help in that regard. Yes. At the end of the video, um, <clears throat> The guy, he's like trying, he's obviously like wasted already. He's trying to buy a six pack and he staggers out of the <laughs> store and he like runs into this group of guys and he drops his beer and the cans burst everywhere. And he tries to pick a fight with them and one of them lays him out and then they kind of, they kind of drag him over to the wall and lean him up. And this, you see this guy write a note and stuff it in his pocket. And then later at the end, you see him driving home and he feels that in his pocket and he pulls it out. And the note says, I was broken too. And it has the hotline number on it. Yeah. I, I love the, um, the life. And if you needed proof, I will reopen my wounds in yeah. all the right places for you. I can see yep. the truth because I'm broken too. Yeah. Yeah. That really hit me. That was good. So, well, I'll go ahead and hit a couple more. Are you done? Is that your last, was that yeah, your last? I've okay. talked enough. No, that was good. <clears throat> I thought um, I, Unleashed, I thought, was a, a good album starter. I, I feel mm -hmm. like it really set the tone. wasn't one of my favorite songs necessarily, but it was a great getting into it. Mm -hmm. um, I liked uh, Sure As The Sun Will Rise. Um, you talked about positive messages. Nothing stands in our way. Sure As The Sun Will Rise Again. Um, that, And then I put right after that, which is interesting, you talked about Us Against The World. Similar themes there. Um, and that positivity coming through. Uh, know Your Enemy yeah. had an awesome guitar groove. That one had a great hook. I really dug that. And I liked the message or the take on the technological haze, um, kind of how we're all inundated with misleading information on the internet, that sort of thing. And it says they can't subjugate a mind that's free, no more force-fed reality. Um, mm -hmm. I think that was a pretty good take on where we are today. Um, in our society. And then I kind of felt like it, that led really well into bite the hand that feeds, which is kind of that rallying call against an oppressive government, against the elite and people who look down on, on people who have less, less than them. Um, led by liars and thieves as desperation bleeds, they brought us to our needs, knees. So bite the hand that feeds. Um, I really liked that one. I thought that was a good closer for the album. So. Yeah, I um, the Crownless King and Unleashed and I Am Broken Two were my three standouts on the album. Um, that first scream on Unleashed, I want to see that like put over a video of a kid who throws a tantrum for getting his like <laughs> controller taken away. <laughs> I feel like that's that's how I think it feels. But uh, but um, I was glad on Know Your Enemy because I I'm not super familiar with the band, but. I thought, are they throwing in a Rage Against the Machine cover? And so it, <laughs> I, I didn't know how that was going to work, um, but it, I'm glad that they didn't cover it, not because I think they couldn't, but uh, it was a good original song. And I did like the positivity. I was really surprised by that, not knowing the band that well, um, especially on uh, As Sure As The Sun Will Rise. I felt like that was especially positive. Yeah, Jesse Jesse Leach is that's a real big with him is like trying to, you know, he he as I said before, he's wrestled with his own demons mentally and stuff, so he really 
enjoys trying to uplift people and, you know, fill people with hope and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And I want to check that video out that you said. So, yeah, it's great. Sweet. Paul, yes. surely you have something to say on this. Yes. And stop calling <laughs> you Shirley. Yeah. Please don't call me Shirley. No, uh, <laughs> No, I mean, Unleashed starts off with the gated, you know, the very chunky bottom note uh, groove and everything. So it was warming up the album. Uh, you know, when I first heard that, I was like, yeah, you know, um, I've heard Killswitch Engage before and I know what they do. And and so sometimes when I'm hearing metal, it's like I, I hear that and I just kind of think of myself when I'm writing. It's like I'm just coming up with a groove. But, you know, when you have like a, a groove like that, where it's just whatever, the cool thing is, is how, you know, the drums are going with it and the kick is in sync with it. And, you know, it's, it's just a machine. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, <clears throat> caught my ear pretty quickly. The signal fire definitely kicked it up a notch. I love Howard Jones and, you know, I didn't know much about him until this year. Um, watching him hang out with Josta and them cutting up is always fun. And then there's a song, uh, I can't remember the name of the band, but it's called Bury Me. And it's kind of a hooky tune. Um, and Howard definitely is the the driving force of that tune. Um, the other singer is, it, is okay. The is younger it, kid. Uh, like he guessed it on a song with another band. Yeah, I sent it to yeah. you and he said the, the singer looked like he was a younger kid. Yeah. And, you I know, know. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of the saving grace in your opinion. And I agree, you know, he definitely... Uh, kicked it up a notch and it's it's a fun hooky tune and and howard's voice definitely delivers so it was nice to hear him on here um you know chuck billy say no more big fan of testament uh i really loved know your enemy uh ravenous i thought that was a nice thrashy groove and then bite that the was hand a banger feeds. yeah say yeah. the least and then uh bite the hand that feeds was definitely uh, a good way to close off the album so um, I'm going to have to give it a, a good listen again because, you know, with anything like this, there's going to be some things I missed along the way. But I'm going to do something a little different tonight. I want to play the riff of the album. that breakdown groove you know i was practicing that for about 45 minutes before we started the show it's just nice so it's like yes that's a little uh the guitar not so much the drums but the guitar is a little bit uh pantera yeah yeah it definitely has kind of a cowboys from hell vibe for sure um but uh yeah just real intense so that that was the payoff of the entire album for me that moment yeah Uh, you guys all mentioned unleashed and i i like that song but it kind of i feel like there's too much of the double bass in that song Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. a little too much like they could have dropped into a different groove or something do they actually pull that off at the concerts i mean oh yeah Mm -hmm. i was listening to the drumming and it was like you should look up some drum videos and watch the feet yeah Yeah. okay yeah Yeah, those guys are insane yeah, there's a, there's a handful of bands that pull it off very well. I remember yeah. when Monday and I saw Fear Factory for the first time, and um, uh-huh. 
you know, Ray Herrera just bam, he was yeah, just yeah. a machine and just blew me away. And then, you know, that, that kind of paved the way for bands to do that. And, and many of them have kicked it up a notch to say the least. So it's, yeah. I'd recommend, uh, I'd recommend watching some Gene Hoagland videos as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. H O G L A N Gene mm-hmm. Hoagland. Okay. You, you can I, find some of his work with uh, Strapping Young Lad, Death, and he's currently in Testament. Testament. Yeah. yeah. So um, he, he gets around in the metal community, but uh, he's always a, a worthy session musician, mm-hmm. to say the least. I'd recommend that those drummers go to the NFL Combine, because I think they could do a 40 <laughs> <laughs> in under four, probably. That's funny. We, I was talking to Monday. We were at, when we were at the show Friday, and, um, you know, they always Jay does the cams of him doing the you know the double bass right. His legs are like little twigs. You would think those calves would be ginormous. They're yeah. so tiny. They're like twigs. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Cool. Nobody gave any numbers on this album. Any any ratings? I'd go four and a half. Cool. Uh, tea bags. Um. No offense, Monday, but I I wasn't as impressed overall with the entire album, so I'd say three, three, maybe three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. It's pretty low. <laughs> you know, it's not. This isn't even fair to the album because it's so subjective. And uh-huh. um, I'm coming off of you know one of my favorite albums recently that got super diverse, and I felt like this one wasn't as diverse as I you know. But again, it's not a fair comparison because it's a totally different situation. But um, yeah. I think that kind of hindered my view out of a little bit. So I'm going to go with the three eight five. Okay. I'm Paul? going. I'm going to round the average a little bit and just go with a solid four. Okay. And why are you giving it a four, JPP? We can't let you off the hook. <laughs> I, you know, I, I like Kill Switch Engage. Don't get me wrong. There, there's just some things that when I'm listening to metal that. Um, I hear differently and it's, it's just my own personal taste. And there, there's, a, there's some chorus hooks and stuff like that, that I'm not used to in, in the thrashy environment. They'll, they'll <laughs> kind of play, you know, some, something that has more of a pop formula, if you will. And I don't want to say the emo formula, but you know, it definitely mm-hmm. has some crossover to it. And um, it's not a huge turnoff, but it's just, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that payoff riff for instance, and then um, mm-hmm. something else kind of gives it a contrast of, of something that I normally wouldn't, seek out so you know yeah. it's not, it's nothing against what they're doing it's just for my personal taste you know i was hoping for a little lower and a little more aggressive but that's just me yeah well, well you all suck well what i'll say <laughs> well, i was gonna say something nice but i'm just gonna go ahead and know uh, no i was gonna say that i prior to us doing these shows um i think i was more dismissive of this style of music. I mean, even though I like metal, I think because I focus on lyrics so much when it gets into that vocal style, it's harder to understand. And so, but because of all the technical stuff and Monday has shared uh, a list of songs with me to check out and we've reviewed several things. So I think I'm, you know, definitely liking it more. So it's really not fair for me to give a review because like last week's episode, you guys were talking about country and to a country person, you know, they'd be like, what are you talking about? This is this pop pop country is the best thing ever. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, I'm, I'm coming from the outside in, but I will say that I'm, I'm liking more songs and I'm, and I'm listening for more details and definitely appreciate the, 
vocal style more as like a talent than I did before. So that, and then also looking at the review and being like 11 songs in 39 minutes, (laughs) I can do this. So uh, a little opposite of tool there. Yeah. You talk about the vocals and that is a huge turnoff for a lot of people that aren't familiar with it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I can't sit here and say, I understand every single word that like Max Cavalera, for instance, you know, sometimes you have to look at the lyrics but if you do, you know, the message is there. Like it's, they're saying what they're trying to say, you know, but sometimes you do have to seek it out. And yeah. I, that's always been something I have enjoyed about metal. And that's too much work for some people and they just dismiss it. So, you know, well, it is what it is. I, that's yeah. one of the things I love about music is it's so subjective and you like what you like and it's all yeah. good. Well, and it's one thing I like about this podcast is that, I would have never given the time to listen to find out that this, there's a lot of positive things going on in here, you know? So, you know, kudos to you guys for pushing me to get into it. And, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll have a, a four, four and a half star review sometime soon. <laughs> I bet you're going to have a five star review in two weeks. Yeah, probably. I'm biased. So. <laughs> Oh. Well, since we love reviewing things so much, next week we will have no review because <laughs> we have a special guest. Um, and uh, JPP, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, a colleague of mine, Rob Winter, he's going to hop on and, and chat with us. He has been in the audio industry for some time, and a lot of what he has done in the past has been Foley work, sound design, uh, things of that sort, particularly for Warner Brothers. And he's also worked on uh, the tour with the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes cartoons, run sound for the orchestra that plays along with the cartoons. As you recall, there's some where Bugs Bunny is playing the piano and there's, you know, a lot of animation around that. And so they play on those types of episodes quite a bit. And uh, he's a really funny guy, great guy. And uh, it'll be really fun to talk to him about his experience in the industry and, and, you know, what he's been up to and, and, you know, how things have changed. So, um, uh, look forward to having him on and, and, uh, having, you know, having you guys pick his brain too, without having much history of him, you know, as, as much as I have. So I'm interested in the Foley stuff. That stuff's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, question number one, what's the best steak to punch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That is a good question, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rustling um, leaves, sandpaper, or crunching paper up? Right. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, it's so funny. It's never the, actually the thing. It's yeah. not like leaves. Never. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, guys. I'm hungry. Yes. <laughs> Bag of chips. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, geez, guys, we got through a lot tonight. Yeah. Um, anybody you want to share anything they're listening to this week? Anything we need to check out? I'll go. I had like pretty much no time for music, really. <laughs> uh, we, uh, Lacey and I finished Jessica Jones finally this week. Um, and okay. the ending confused the hell out of me. I, didn't, I had no huh. idea what the, what was going on there. I'm almost there. We're just about there. Um, well, then we can talk about it when you finish it because I was lost. Cool. Um, and uh, I, you know, I listen to podcasts all day at work and how did this get made is a great podcast and their last few episodes have been fantastic. Um, they recently covered 
uh, Drop Dead Fred, which was hilarious. And it was it was like uh, you had two people that loved the movie and two people that hated the movie, and they were just duking it out, and it was it was gold. Um, and then the last episode they did, they watched uh, Hobbs and Shaw, and it, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> so check that out. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't have a whole lot actually, but um, when they see us, it's a four part series on Netflix based on a true story. I don't know if you guys have seen anything about this, but, or watched it, but first of all, acting, everything is phenomenal. Um, it's just done so well. There was never a moment where I was like, kind of like bored or they should cut this or whatever, but, um, it's about four or maybe more, uh, teens that were falsely accused of rape and attempted murder in central park back in the eighties and they were coerced. So it's, and it's not, I'm not giving anything away. Yeah. I listened to some true crime stuff and actually, I listened to, I used to listen to a show, uh, uh, wrongfully convicted uh-huh. and they would have, it was, uh, the guy that did the show was a guy that works with the innocence project and he would have uh-huh. on, uh, exonerated, you know, people. And he talked to some of those guys. So I knew a lot about that case and, yeah. uh, my son actually watched that. So I watched a lot of that with him. So, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Terrible, terrible story. It is a terrible story, but it it was done so well, and you know you have to ride that line of kind of how things were back then and racial tension still today and all kinds of different things. But they, it's just so good. So highly recommend that. We'll put the trailer in the show notes. Yeah. It made me uncomfortable watching it. I mean, that's yeah. how well made it was. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Um. So. I I didn't listen to anything besides Slipknot this week. I'll be honest with you. However, um, well, no, I lied because I listened to Killswitch. <laughs> there you go. Um, but anyway, I don't know if you saw in the news today, the White House weighed in on Led Zeppelin's lawsuit case. What? Um, where the band? I'm trying to think of the name of the group that. No, I know what you're talking about. It's someone had sued them and lost or and they're appealing or something like it's, that. Yeah, the Stairway to Heaven. Yes. And yeah. it's the riff is so close. I mean it I mean it just had to have been lifted. I mean it's like identical, but um the language was in there was like it was so vague that there's no way you could, you know, convict or, you know, or not convict, but charge them with stealing yeah. anything by the way that the language was written but the white house weighed in on it today to to finalize that thing so that was well, interesting thank was god there... <laughs> put that to bed <laughs> that's like 50 years old so was there Man. proof I, we don't have to go into it because i know we're running long but was there proof that that original riff like existed in a time you know like we have time stamps time stamps in today's like digital files and stuff but is there proof that it was before yeah, they had, I think, video. Well, I think it had been released even, what, in 67? I think, if I remember my dates correctly. Okay. Um, God, to find that story. But um, I'll look that up real fast. Paul, go. <laughs> it was a lounge version of, I don't know, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, yeah. so listening, of course, slip. Uh, 
listened to some Slipknot trying to catch up on from last week's interview. You know, we were review saying that we were needed to take more time to dig into it. So I dug into it and loved it that much more. Um, found an old gem. Name this riff. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, we're dead. What is the? Uh, I know the song. Uh, it's a girl L7. band, right? L seven. Yeah. There you go. Yep, L seven. So they they came across my playlist and I revisited that and was like, oh yeah, this is some fun stuff. So um, also made me think of Psycho Sluts from Hell. Wish you yes. were a beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. Dug them out and was listening to them too. Um, didn't really get a chance to watch much. We watched a little bit of Jessica Jones, uh, a couple of evenings. And then, um, <clears throat> my wife actually found a show on Netflix that her and my daughter have been watching. And I, every time I pop in, I'm laughing along with them. Nailed it. Have you seen previews for that or know what that is? Basically no, they I'm get not. the most amateur bakers, people who can barely make a cupcake and they bring them on the show and they have three judges and they have to concoct this crafty dessert be it a cupcake or a cake and use fondant and make a nice sculpture out of it so um they had a marvel episode <laughs> where they had to make a black panther cake and it had the the head and a hand coming out of it and everyone of course failed miserably but they tried to find the one that comes close to it felicia day was a guest judge on that one and um there's one where they had to make a dinosaur t-rex head and it just turned into like a creepy grizzly bear alligator it's just it's hilarious um so definitely worth a watch if you're wanting to chuckle deeply so you know they've been marathoning that and and uh, when i pop in the room i'm just watching them giggle it's been been fun um other than that working on the octopotamus stuff writing some tunes when i can and um just focusing on this podcast y'all that's that's the story of my life good story <laughs> okay here's what we're gonna do folks we're going to put on the Wanderings Facebook page, we'll put a snippet or a video of each song. So the song in question is Taurus by the band Spirit. It came out in 1968 and Stairway came out in 1971. So we'll put them up there and everybody can kind of weigh in on if they feel like it is too close and was lifted or what the heck happened. Sound good? Sounds great. Awesome. Well, that was a great show. Next week, we got Lester Bangs Inspired Challenge from Monday. Yep. I am challenging everyone to a favorite piece of literature and three songs to uh, complete that soundtrack. And we will have special guest Rob Winter in the studio. Sweet. Anybody else have anything? Nope. Sounds about it. I do have one thing. Tony's video keeps locking up and his eyes are half open and then he moves into another, like a jerky motion. He looks like Max Headroom over there. That's half baked. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it goes. I just did it. You know, maybe I am. <laughs> yeah. Be Max weed room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, well, me I so think well. that wraps up the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see everybody next week bye now <laughs>